Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. Arlington National Cemetery is a United States military cemetery in Arlington County, Virginia, across the Potomac River from Washington, D.C., in whose 624 acres have been buried the dead of the nation's conflicts, beginning with the American Civil War, as well as the reinterned dead from earlier wars. The cemetery was established during the Civil War on the grounds of Arlington House, which had been the estate of the family of Confederate General Robert E. Lee's wife, Mary Anna, Custis Lee. She was the great-granddaughter of Martha Washington. The cemetery, along with Arlington House Memorial Drive, the Hemicycle, and the Arlington Memorial Bridge, form the Arlington National Cemetery Historic District listed on the National Register of Historic Places in April 2014. Like nearly all federal installations in Arlington County, it has a Washington mailing address. George Washington Park Custis, grandson of Martha Washington, acquired the land that is now Arlington National Cemetery in 1802 and began construction of the Arlington House. The estate passed to Curtis's daughter, Mary Anna, who married United States Army Officer Robert E. Lee. Custis's will gave a life inheritance to Mary Lee, allowing her to live at and run Arlington Estate for the rest of her life, but not enabling her 
to sell any portion of it. Upon her death, the Arlington estate passed to her eldest son, George Washington Custis Lee. When Virginia seceded from the Union at the start of the American Civil War, Robert E. Lee resigned his commission on April 20, 1861, and took command of the armed forces of the Commonwealth of Virginia, later becoming the commander of the Army of North Virginia. On May 7th, troops of the Virginia militia occupied Arlington and Arlington House. With Confederate forces occupying Arlington's high ground, the capital of the Union was left in an untenable military position. Although unwilling to leave Arlington House, Mary Lee believed her estate would soon be infested with federal soldiers. So she buried many of her family treasures on the grounds and left for her sister's estate at Ravensworth in Fairfax County, Virginia, on May 14th. On May 3rd, General Winfield Scott ordered Brigadier General Irvin McDowell to clear Arlington and the city of Alexandra, Virginia, of all troops not loyal to the United States. McDowell occupied Arlington without opposition on May 24th. At the outbreak of the Civil War, most military personnel who died in the battle near Washington, D.C., were buried at the United States Soldier Cemetery in Washington, D.C., or Alexandria Cemetery in Alexandria, Virginia. But by the late 1863, both were nearly full. On July 16, 1862, Congress passed legislation authorizing the U.S. federal government to purchase land for national cemeteries for military dead and put the U.S. Army Quartermaster General in charge of this program. In May 1864, Union forces suffered large numbers of dead in the Battle of the Wilderness. Quartermaster General Montgomery C. Miggs ordered that an examination of eligible sites be made for the establishment for a large, new national military cemetery. Within weeks, his staff reported that Arlington Estate was the most suitable property in the area. The property was high and free from floods, which might unearth graves. It had a view of the District of Columbia, and it was aesthetically pleasing. It was also the home of the leader of the armed forces of the Confederate States of America, and denying Robert E. Lee the use of his home after the war was a valuable political consideration. The first military burial at Arlington, William Henry Chrisman, was made on May 13, 1864, close to what is now the Northeast Gate in Section 27. However, Miggs did not formally authorize establishment of burials until June 15, 1864. 
The first African-American to be buried there was William H. Johnson, an employee of President Lincoln. Lincoln arranged for him to be buried in Arlington National Cemetery. Lincoln had Johnson's name engraved on the tombstone, along with the word citizen. Arlington did not desecrate its burial practices until President Harry S. Truman issued Executive Order 9981 on July 26, 1948. On that day, Truman, President Truman, desegregated all burial practices. There was no longer separation. The government acquired Arlington at a tax sale in 1864 for $26,800. That's about $400,000 today. Mrs. Lee had not appeared in person, as the law stated, but rather had sent an agent attempting to pay the $92.07 in property taxes which is equal to about $1,400 today, assessed on the estate in a timely manner. Had she had gone, she would have been arrested. So she sent the agent, but the United States government did not recognize that agent. It had to be the property owner, and they had to pay in person. The government turned away her agent, refusing to accept the tendered payment. In 1874, Custis Lee, the heir under his grandfather's will, passing the estate and trust to his mother, sued the United States, claiming ownership of Arlington. In December 1882, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled 5-4 in Lee's favor in the United States versus Lee, deciding that Arlington had been confiscated without due process. After that decision, Congress returned the estate to him, and on March 3, 1883, Cuttis Lee sold it back to the government for $150,000. That would be equal to about $3.2 million in today's dollars. This was all done at a signing ceremony with Secretary of War Robert Todd Lincoln. The southern portion of the land, now occupied by the cemetery, was used during and after the Civil War as a settlement for freed slaves. More than 1,100 freed slaves were given land at Freedman's Village by the government, where they farmed and lived during and after the Civil War. They were invicted in 1888 when the estate was repurchased by the government and dedicated as a military installation. President Hubert Hoover conducted the first National Memorial Day Cemetery ceremony in Arlington National Cemetery on May 30, 1929. Beginning in 1992, Moral Worcester donated thousands of wreaths around the end-of-year holiday season to be placed on graves at Arlington. He has since expanded his effort, now known as Wreaths Across America, 
and has supplies wreaths to over 230 state and national cemeteries and veterans' monuments across the country. With limited space but large numbers of World War II, Korean War, and Vietnam War, and other veterans dying and wanting to be buried at Arlington, the need for additional burial space at the cemetery became a pressing issue. In 1990, Cemetery Superintendent John C. Metzler, Jr. implemented a $1.4 million plan to clear a former 13 acres parking lot to create spaces for new graves. The cemetery received the authority to transfer 12 acres of woodlands from the National Park Service-controlled Arlington House in 1996 and in 2001. 37 acres of land in 1999 from the Department of Defense was the site of the Navy Annex Building. Eight acres of land in 1999 from the Department of the Army that was part of Fort Myer. Four acres of land from Arlington County Southgate Road right-of-way in 2004. And finally, just under 10 acres of land from Fort Myers in 2005. In 2007, Metzler implemented the Millennium Project, a $35 million expansion plan to begin utilizing the Arlington Woodland, Fort Myer, and Navy Annex land. The project also included converting 40 acres of unused space and four acres of maintenance property on the cemetery grounds into burial space in 2006 and 2007 to allow an additional 26,000 graves and 5,000 inurnments. The Millennium Project expanded Arlington's physical boundaries for the first time since the 1960s and was the largest expansion of burial space at the site since the American Civil War. Metzler's plans were criticized and opposed by several environmental and historical preservation groups, as well as the National Park Service and the manager of Arlington House. In January 2013, Arlington County, Virginia, signed a memorandum of understanding with the Arlington Cemetery officials to expand the cemetery even further. Under the tentative plan, Arlington County will give up the easement for Southgate Road, which lies between the Navy Annex property and the cemetery's 2012 boundary, and obtain a narrow easement along the southwest border of the Navy Annex site for a new Southgate Road. In exchange, the Department of Defense will give the Navy Annex parking lot to the country. Army land west of South Joy Street to Columbia Pike would be transferred to the county as well. Additionally, roughly the northern half of the Virginia Department of Transportation land, bounded by South Joy Street, Columbia Pike, and South Washington Boulevard, would be conveyed by the state to the cemetery. The cloverleaf interchange between Columbia Pike and South Washington Boulevard would be eliminated, and the hairpin turn at Columbia Pike straightened to provide a safer, more natural exit from South Washington Boulevard 
onto Columbia Pike. Although exact acreage were not specified for the plan, the plan depends on state cooperation. The Memorandum of Understanding, if implemented, would create a more contiguous plot of land for the cemetery. On March 26, 2013, Public Law 113-6 appropriated to the Department of Defense $84 million to plan, design, and construct the Millennium Project. The legislation additionally appropriated to the DOD $19 million to study, plan, and design a further expansion of the cemetery's burial space. In May 2014, Arlington National Cemetery celebrated the 150th anniversary of its founding with a series of events, tours, and lectures. During these celebrations, cemetery officials formally redesignated the old amphitheater as James Tanner Amphitheater. James R. Tanner was a Union Army officer who lost both legs during the war. He later became a War Department stenographer and recorded much of the early evidence in the investigation into the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. He later was active in the Grand Army of the Republic, a Union Army veterans group. James R. Tanner is buried a few yards from the amphitheater. Arlington National Cemetery is divided into 70 sections, with some sections in the southeast and western part of the cemetery reserved for future expansion. Section 60 in the southeast part of the cemetery is the burial ground for military personnel killed in the global war on terror since 2001. Section 21, also known as the nurses section, is the area of Arlington National Cemetery where many nurses are buried and is the site of the Spanish-American War Nurses Memorial and the Nurses Memorial. Another section, Chaplain's Hill, includes monuments to Jewish, Protestant, and Roman Catholic military chaplains. In 1901, Confederate soldiers buried at the soldiers' home and various locations within Arlington were reinterred in the Confederate section that was authorized by Congress in 1900. On June 4, 1914, the United Daughters of the Confederacy dedicated the Confederate memorial designed by Moses Ezekiel. Upon his death in 1917, Ezekiel was buried at the base of the monument as he was a veteran of the Confederate Army. All Confederate headstones in this section are peaked rather than rounded. More than 3,800 former slaves called contrabands during the Civil War are buried in Section 27. Their headstones are designated with the word civilian or citizen. The United States Department of Veterans Affairs 
oversees the National Cemetery's administration orders for placement of inspection and faith emblems at no charge to the estate of the deceased, submitted with information provided by the next of kin. That is, placed on upright marble headstones or columbarium niche covers. The Department of Veteran Affairs currently offers 57 authorized faith emblems for placement on markers to represent the deceased's faith. This number has grown in recent years due to legal challenges to the policy. Prior to 2007, the United States Department of Veteran Affairs, otherwise known as the VA, did not allow the use of the pentacle as an emblem of belief on tombstones at military cemeteries. This policy was changed following an out-of-court settlement on April 23rd 2007, following a series of lawsuits by the family of Patrick Stewart against the Veterans Administration. Between 1947 and 2001, privately purchased markers were permitted in the cemetery. The sections in which the cemetery permitted such markers are nearly filled, and the cemetery generally does not allow new burials in these sections. Nevertheless, the older sections of the cemetery have a wide variety of private markers placed prior to 2001, including an artillery piece. Tomb of the Unknowns The Tomb of the Unknowns is a monument dedicated to the American service members who have died without their remains being identified. It is also known as the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, but has never been officially named. It's located at Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia, United States of America. The World War I Unknown is a recipient of the Medal of Honor, the Victoria Cross, and several other foreign nations' highest service awards. The U.S. unknowns who were interred are also recipients of the Medal of Honor, presented by U.S. presidents who presided over their funerals. On March 4, 1921, the United States Congress approved the burial of an unidentified American serviceman from World War I in the plaza of the new Memorial Amphitheater. On November 11, 1921, the unknown soldier brought back from France was interred below a three-level marble tomb. The bottom two levels are six marble sections, each and the top of at least nine blocks with rectangular openings in the center. Each of the levels through which the unknown's remains were placed through the tomb and into the ground below. A stone other than marble covers the rectangular opening. Since 1921, the intent was to place a superstructure on top of the tomb, but it was not until July 3, 1926 that Congress authorized the completion of the tomb 
and the expenditure of $50,000. A design competition was held and won by architect Lorimer Rich and sculptor Thomas Hudson Jones. An appropriation from Congress for the work was secured, and on December 21, 1929, a contract for completion of the tomb itself was entered into. The tomb would consist of seven pieces of marble in four levels, cap, die, base, and sub-base, of which the die is the largest block with the sculpting on all four sides. Quarrying the Yule Marble, four miles south of Marble, Colorado, by the Vermont Marble Company, was a one-year process beginning in 1930. The cap was quarried on the first attempt, but the base required three tries. The large middle blocks also required three tries. In late January 1931, the 56-ton middle block was lifted out of the quarry. The quarrying involved 75 men. When the block was separated from the mountain inside the quarry, it weighed 124 tons. A wire saw was then brought into the quarry to cut the block down to 56 tons. On February 3rd, the block reached the Marble Mill site in the town of Marble after a four-day trip from the quarry. Here it was crated, then shipped to Vermont on February 8th. The block was sawn to the final size in West Rutland, Vermont, and fabricated by craftsmen in Proctor, Vermont, before it was shipped by train to Arlington National Cemetery, Virginia. By September, all seven blocks were on the grounds of the tomb site at Arlington. Assembly began in September 1931. An imperfection was found in the base, requiring three more quarryings. By the end of December 1931, the assembly was completed. Finishing work followed with the carvings on the die block by the Piccarilli brothers under the direction of sculptor Thomas Jones. The brothers, by the way, also carved the Lincoln statue for the Lincoln Memorial. Amazing. The tomb was completed without formal ceremony on April 9, 1932. The tomb was placed at the head of the grave of the World War I unknown. West of this grave are the crypts of the unknowns from World War II and Korea. Between the two lies the crypt that once contained the unknown from Vietnam. His remains were positively identified in 1998 through DNA testing as First Lieutenant Michael Blasey United States Air Force and were removed. Those three graves are marked with white marble slabs flush with the plaza. The tomb has a flat-faced form and is relieved at the corners and along the sides by neoclassical pilasters set 
into the surface with objects and inscriptions carved into the side. The 1931 symbolism of objects on the north, south, and east sides changed over time. North and south panel with three wreaths on each side represent, in 1931, a world of memories. But later, the six major battles engaged in by American forces in France, Ardennes, Bellu Wood, Chateau Cherry, Mace Argonne, Osei Issue, and Somme, each wreath has 38 leaves and 12 berries. The east panel that faces Washington, D.C. are three Greek figures representing peace, victory, and American manhood. But later, valor is instead of American manhood now. So it is peace, victory, and valor. On the western panel is inscribed the words, Here rests in honor glory, an American soldier, known but to God. The Unknown of World War I On Memorial Day 1921, four unknown servicemen were exhumed from four World War I American cemeteries in France. U.S. Army Sergeant Edward F. Younger who was wounded in combat, highly decorated for valor, and received the Distinguished Service Cross in the Great War, selected the unknown of World War I from four identical caskets at the City Hall in Chalons en Champagne, France, on October 24, 1921. Sergeant Younger selected the World War I unknown by placing a spray of white roses on one of the caskets. He chose the third casket from the left. The chosen unknown was transported to the United States aboard the USS Olympia, whose remainings were interred at the Musagon Cemetery, France. The World War I unknown lay in state in the capital rotunda from his arrival in the United States until Armistice Day 1921. On November 11, 1921, President Warren G. Harding officiated at the internment ceremonies at the Memorial Amphitheater at Arlington National Cemetery. During the sem- ceremony, the World War I unknown was awarded the Victorian Cross by Admiral of the Fleet Lord Beatty on behalf of King George V of the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom Victoria Cross was placed with the soldier. Earlier, on March 4, 1921, the British unknown warrior was conferred the U.S. Medal of Honor by General of the Army's John Pershing. In 1928, the unknown soldier was presented a Silver Buffalo Award for Distinguished Service to America's Youth 
by the Boy Scouts of America. The Unknowns of World War II and Korea On August 3, 1956, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed a bill to select and pay tribute to the unknowns of World War II and the Korean War. The selection ceremonies and the internment of these unknowns took place in 1958. The World War II unknown was selected from remains exhumed from cemeteries in Europe, Africa, Hawaii, and the Philippines. Two unknowns from World War II, one from the European theater and one from the Pacific theater, were placed in identical caskets and taken aboard the USS Canterbury, a guided missile cruiser resting off the Virginia Capes. Navy Hospital Corpsman First Class William R. Charette, then the U.S. Navy's only active duty Medal of Honor recipient, who was an enlisted man, selected the World War II unknown. The remaining casket received a solemn burial at sea. Four unknown Americans who died in the Korean War was, were disinterred from the National Cemetery of the Pacific in Hawaii. Army Master Sergeant Ned Lyle made the final selection. Both caskets arrived in Washington on May 28, 1958, where they lay in the Capitol Rotunda until the morning of May 30th, when they were carried on caissons to Arlington National Cemetery. President Eisenhower awarded each the Medal of Honor, and the unknowns of World War II and Korea War were interned in the plaza beside their World War I comrade. The Unknown of Vietnam The designation of the Vietnam Unknown has proven to be difficult. With improvements in DNA testing, it was possible, though unlikely, that the recovered remains for every unknown soldier killed in the Vietnam War will be identified. The Vietnam Unknown Service Member was designated by Medal of Honor recipient U.S. Marine Corps Sergeant Major Alan J. Kellogg, Jr., during a ceremony at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, May 17, 1984. The Vietnam Unknown was transported upon the frigate USS Bruton to Naval Air Station Alameda, California. The remains were then sent to Travis Air Force Base, California, May 24th. The Vietnam Unknown arrived at Andrews Air Force Base, Maryland, the next day. Many Vietnam veterans and President Ronald Reagan and First Lady Nancy Reagan visited the Vietnam Unknown in the U.S. Capitol. An Army caisson carried the Vietnam Unknown from the Capitol to the Memorial Amphitheater at Arlington National Cemetery on Memorial Day, May 28, 1984. President Reagan presided over the funeral and presented the Medal of Honor to the Vietnam Unknown and also acted as next of kin by accepting the internment flag 
at the end of the ceremony. The interment flags of all unknowns at the Tomb of the Unknowns are on view at the memorial display room in the amphitheater. In 1994, Ted Sampley, a prisoner of war, missing in action activist, determined that the remains of the Vietnam unknown were likely those of Air Force First Lieutenant Michael Joseph Blassie, who was shot down, down near An Loc, Vietnam, in 1972. Sampley published an article in his newsletter and contacted Blassie's family, who attempted per- pursue the case with the Air Force's casualty office without result. Four years later, in January 1998, CBS News broadcast a report based on Sampley's investigation, which brought political pressure to support the identification of the remains. The body was exhumed on May 14, 1998. Based on myocardial DNA testing, Department of Defense scientists confirmed the remains were those of Blassie. The identification was announced on June 30, 1998. And on July 10th, Blassie's remains arrived home to his family in St. Louis, Missouri. He was reinterred at Jefferson Barracks National Cemetery on July 11th, 1998. The slab over the crypt that once held the remains of the Vietnam unknown has since been replaced. The original inscription of Vietnam and the dates of the conflict have been changed to honoring and keeping faith with Americans missing servicemen as a reminder of the commitment of the armed forces to the fullest possible accounting of missing service members. The tomb guards are soldiers of the United States Army. The first military guards were troopers from the 3rd Cavalry, Brave Rifles, who were posted nearby on Fort Myers. Since April 6, 1948, known then as Army Day, when the regiment was reactivated, it has been guarded by soldiers from the 3rd Infantry Regiment, the Old Guard. The Old Guard is also posted to Fort Myer, Virginia, adjacent to Arlington National Cemetery. It is considered one of the highest honors to serve as a sentinel at the Tomb of the Unknowns. Fewer than 20% of all volunteers are accepted for training, and only those only a fraction pass training to become full-fledged tomb guards. This attrition rate has made the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier Guard Identification Badge the second least awarded qualification badge in the United States military. Can you guess what the first least awarded qualification badge is in the United States military? The first is the astronaut badge.
The soldier walking the mat does not wear rank insignia, so as not to outrank the unknowns, whatever their ranks may have been. Non-commissioned officers, usually the relief commander and assistant relief commanders, do wear insignia of their rank when changing the guard only. They have a separate uniform without rank that is worn when they actually guard the unknowns or are posted. The duties of the Sentinels are not purely ceremonial. The Sentinels will confront people who cross the barriers at the tomb or who are disrespectful or loud. Over the years, there have been several different types of weapons used by the tomb guards. The changes in the weapons reflect the changes in the Army, including the M1903 Springfield rifle, the M1 Garand, and the M14 rifles, M1911, and M9 pistols. Tomb guards currently carry M14 rifles, which are unloaded and affixed to ceremonial rifle stocks, which, by the way, are handmade by the tomb guards. These rifles are cleaned daily and are kept ready for use at all times. The ceremony is called walking the mat. There is a meticulous routine that guards follow when watching over the graves. The tomb guard must perform seven steps in order. And here's what they are. The first step. He marches 21 steps south down the black mat laid across the tomb. Two. He turns and faces east towards the tomb for 21 seconds. Three. Turns and faces north. Changes weapon to the outside shoulder. And waits 21 seconds. Four, marches 21 steps down the mat. Five, turns and faces east for 21 seconds. Six, turns and faces south, changes weapon to outside shoulder, and waits 21 seconds. And finally, seven, repeats the routine until the soldier is relieved relieved of duty at the changing of the guard. After each turn, the guard executes a sharp shoulder-arms movement to place the weapon on the shoulder closest to the visitor to signify that the guard stands between the tomb and any possible threat. 21 was chosen because it symbolizes the highest military honor that can be bestowed, the 21-gun salute. The mat is usually replaced twice per year, before Memorial Day and before Veterans Day. This is required because of the wear on the rubber mat by the special shoes worn by the tomb guards. The Sentinels have metal plates built in the shoes and inner parts of their shoes to allow for a more rugged sole and to give the signature click of the heels during maneuvers. The Sentinels wear sunglasses because of the bright reflection from the marble surrounding the tomb and the memorial amphitheater. 
on the ground not covered by the mat. A wear pattern in the tile can, tile can be seen that corresponds to the precise steps taken during the changing of the guard. On the mat itself, footprints worn in by standing guards are also visible. Changing of the guard. While Arlington National Cemetery is open during the day and summer months from April 1st to September 30th, the guard is changed every half hour. During the winter months from October 1st to March 31st, the guard is changed every hour. After the cemetery closes to the public, 7 p.m. to 8 a.m. April through September and 5 p.m. to 8 a.m. October through March, the guard is changed every two hours. The ceremony can be witnessed by the public whenever Arlington National Cemetery is open. The guard change is very symbolic, but also conducted in accordance with Army regulations. The relief commander or assistant relief commander, along with the oncoming guard, are both required for guard change to take place. The relief commander orders the guard being relieved to pass on your orders to the oncoming guard. The guard being relieved will say to the oncoming guard, Post and orders remain as directed. The oncoming guard's response is always, Orders acknowledged. During changes when public is witnessing the ceremony, the commander will inform the public that the ceremony is about to take place and those in attendance should remain silent and standing throughout the entire event. A civilian guard was first posted at the tomb on November 17, 1925 to prevent, among other things, families from picnicking, picnicking on the flat marble slab with a view of the city. A military guard was first posted on March 25, 1926. The first 24-hour guard was posted on midnight, July 2, 1937. The Tomb of the Unknowns has been guarded continuously, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week since that time. Inclement weather, terrorist attacks, etc. do not cause the watch to cease. Since 1948, the Tomb guards a special platoon within the 3rd U.S. Infantry Regiment, known as the Old Guard work on a team rotation of 24 hours on, 24 hours off, for five days, taking the following four days off. A guard takes an average of six hours to prepare his uniform. Heavy wool, regardless of the time of year, for the next day's work. In addition to preparing the uniform, Guards also conduct physical training. Tomb guard training participate in field exercises, cut their hair before the next workday, and at times are involved in regimental functions as well. Tomb guards are required to memorize 17 pages of information about Arlington National Cemetery and the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, 
including the location of nearly 300 graves and who is buried in each one. A special army decoration, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, Guard Identification Bag, Guard Identification Badge, is authorized for wear after passing a detailed test of 100 questions from a pool of more than 300 questions. A uniform test with two errors or fewer measured to the 164th and a test on the guard changing sequence. After several honorable for a period of nine months and having passed the sequence test, a tomb guard is permanently awarded the badge. Since the first award on February 7, 1958, fewer than 700 soldiers have completed training and have been awarded the badge, including three women. A small number of tomb guard identification badges have also been retroactively awarded to soldiers who served as guards before 1959. Those numbers make the badge the second rarest award currently issued by the United States Army. The badge was designed in 1956 and first issued to members of the Honor Guard at the Tomb of the Unknowns on February 7, 1958. The badge was the first issued only as a temporary wear item, meaning the soldiers could only wear the badge during their tenure as member of the Honor Guard. Upon leaving the duty, the badge was returned and reissued to incoming soldiers. In 1963, regulation was enacted that allowed the badge to be worn as a permanent part of the military uniform, even after the soldier's completion of duty at the Tomb of the Unknowns. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.